I'm Holly Mandarich, and you're listening to Humans and the Outdoors. Hello, everyone. I am so excited you are here. I am so excited to be doing this podcast. <laughs> it's a uh, totally new venture for me, totally, totally vulnerable venture. So I, I'm always excited to put myself out there and to try new things and <laughs> see if I come out on top or fall flat on my face, if you know what I'm saying. With this first episode, I just kind of wanted to take a few minutes to introduce myself. So moving forward, you all kind of have a general idea of who I am. (laughs) That way you're not like, who is this person? Who is Holly? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't even know who the host is. First and foremost, this podcast is going to be primarily about grand stories of adventure, but it's also going to be about the human relationship with the outdoors. This show is not going to be about me. (laughs) I mean, I'll definitely have some things to say, and if I feel like there's something I want to share, I might do a solo podcast here and there, but primarily it's going to be about me holding space for others to share their stories. It's going to be about the community and, you know, inclusive of anybody that's had an experience with the outdoors that's worth sharing. This idea was sparked through a recent project of mine. I was contracted with a client to produce a series of interviews and write up an article about Outdoors RX. So for those of you who don't know, Outdoors RX is not a new concept. It's the idea of prescribing the outdoors as medicine, uh, very literally. So if you, I'm just going to throw this in here right now. If you are curious and want to read about that article and you want to read all the interviews, check it out on my website, hollymandrich.com under the words page. In my endeavor of putting together this article and doing the research, I really had this, this comforting, warm, but at the same time, exciting, like totally stoked moment of like, oh. Uh, this is what I need to be doing. <laughs> uh, I can go off on so many side tangents. I'll try to get through this one first and then circle back. But I had this moment where I was interviewing one of the three interviewees and I was like, oh, yes. Okay. I totally know what you're talking about. Like, I hear you about your relationship with the outdoors. I hear you. And like, the, I, I've had those same moments too, where I feel like a sense of coming home and I feel a sense of like comfort and excitement and totally instinctual, like this is where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. The more I interviewed, or these three people I interviewed, and the more I like sat with the conversations I had, I really realized this is such an important piece that I feel like doesn't get enough attention. Um, not only Outdoors Rx, but this this space to cultivate and share stories of the outdoors. I, I know there's a million podcasts and blogs out there, but I just don't hear things in the same way necessarily. I hear about the adventure, which we'll still be highlighting all the grand adventures, but I I more so am so curious about the relationship that people have with the outdoors. Like, what is it about being outside for each person that makes them feel that sense of wonder, that makes them feel present and whole? So with this podcast, I'm really hoping to explore and open up our curiosity as to what the outdoors can be, uh, what they can be for our health, our state of mind, our physical body, for society. Uh, I don't want to take any political opinions here, but I 
you know, I really do feel like the outdoors could be incorporated so much more into a mainstream sort of healing modality or place that, you know, needs to be protected and all, all of the things that all of us outdoor enthusiasts share. So in short, (laughs) this podcast was really inspired by this article I wrote and I'm just stoked about it. Like, so this is like the side tangent I wanted to jump into earlier, but now have so gracefully waited till the end. (laughs) I have always had an interesting relationship with outdoors. I, which is, which is funny I say that because growing up, I did not have a relationship with outdoors. Growing up, I was an only child until I was seven and my sister came along. And even after that, I lived a very different life. I grew up in northern Michigan, which was conducive for loving lake life and loving the outdoors. But my both of my parents very much loved material goods and they loved the comforts of modern day society. So I never grew up camping. I never grew up like exploring out in the woods. Like the most time I had outside was in my backyard playing in the dirt and watching the wind and the trees, which of course was still so pivotal, pivotal and fantastic. But it wasn't until I turned, it wasn't until I was out of high school that I, you know, actually thinking back, it was before high school. I, I had this very unique experience. My mom's dad, so my grandpa Len, awesome guy. He's like 76 years old, still runs an apple farm on the old Mission Peninsula in northern Michigan. You know, he's got 60 acres of Honeycrisp apples. Like, he gets up every day, goes out there, and, like, lives his life. So good old Grandpa Len approached my mom around, hmm, it was the summer of seventh going into eighth grade and what well, was just before that because that's the year I went and I guess he didn't like what he saw that I was becoming which you know I didn't know that till years later but good on you grandpa I, I don't know what I was like when I was in seventh grade I probably was being a total tween you know but he approached my mom and was like listen I want to do something for Holly let me send her to camp uh <laughs> which is at the time you have to remember I didn't play outside I didn't I had like done a church camp once for like maybe three days and I remember it was a week long and I called my mom and had a total panic attack and was like you have to come get me right now like I hate it here and like totally broke down so when my grandpa was like I want to send you to a camp that is four weeks long oh Ah, I was nervous, but I was excited. I was a little bit older. I don't know. All my friends and stuff went to camp. It was summer and I was like, yeah, sure. So I was interviewed for this camp. It's called Camp Billowood. It's in, uh, I think it's called Blind River, Ontario. So it's just past the UP. Uh, You go through the locks in Sault Ste. Marie and it is the most spectacular, beautiful area. I mean, trees, lakes, the whole shebang. And I remember my dad and stepmom drove me up there to drop me off and I said goodbye. (laughs) And I, you know, was thrown into this cabin with a bunch of girls and, you know, it went awesome. It went well. I made friends, but I also, 
you know, totally like <laughs> freaked out. Uh, and the thing was, it was in Canada. So we didn't have cell phones. We, you had to stand in a line every Sunday morning to then call toll free to your parents back home in the States if you wanted to talk to them. them. That was the only way you could talk to them. Like straight up. It was like, you can wait in this line. <laughs> and that was the first time I learned how to be independent, it felt like. And it was the first time I went on a backpacking trip. I went on a three night canoeing, portaging, backpacking trip. <laughs> like, what? I had, like, I got thrown so vulnerably into the mix. I mean, we were totally safe, right? We had camp counselors. We had lots of people. Like, it was all great. We're in these pairs and canoes. It was a three day trip, but we probably covered, I would guess, like 20 miles. We were kids. I don't really exactly know. But even though I had all the anxiety and things, I, for the first time, developed a sense of self and a sense of like, oh, I can do this. Like, and this is great. Um, I remember I went cliff jumping. <laughs> I did all kinds of stuff that like, for me, it was like, whoa, I had never really done that. <laughs> That was the first real interaction I had with the outdoors. And I, I came back and I, I did two summers in a row, four weeks at a time. And holy, sh holy shit, good on Grandpa Len. Because if that never would have happened, I don't know that I would be the person I am today. And after that was when, I mean, the next time I started to really value and like build my ongoing relationship with, with the outdoors was in just after I got out of high school in an apartment and was exploring the National Lakes shore outside of Traverse City, um, the Sleeping Bear Sand Dunes, if you know the area, it's absolutely stunning. And really started to, to develop this relationship with the outdoors that I've never been able to match with any other thing in my life or any other person. Um, it started out slow and it, it, grew to be very intimate at first. Uh, it, it was it was a space that I had community with, like my friends and I would go out to the lakeshore and throw up our hammocks and do the things you do when you're 19 years old, being, you know, rascals. <laughs> but after that, I started to watch, you know, my friends change and people fade away, but I just continued to do all those things by myself. And the, the outdoors and I, began to have this really deep, intimate relationship and had such a, such a sense of comfort and a sense of support that I was able to find and feel for the first time in my life. Um, I'm not going to get into my childhood history, but let's just say it wasn't great. <laughs> so having the outdoors as this, it, it didn't, it never felt like an escape. I mean, maybe a little bit, but ultimately it felt like it just felt like unconditional love, you could say, or it felt like a sense of coming home, which it, which are words I've heard from people time and time again. So when I say my relationship with the outdoors is very interesting, <laughs> it's because it went from being so intimate to then being like, it almost like instilled this sense of aliveness in me because after that, like moving on through college and then living in Colorado for five years and now living out of our RV full time on the road, when I'm outside now, I still can get to those really like deep, intimate moments. But 
the outdoors for me now, I just like can't shut up. I'm like, oh my God, look at this tree. Look at this leaf. Like, oh my God, look at that mountain over there. Look at the clouds. Look at this. Look at like, I don't shut up. (laughs) And I think it's just because I get to this place where I feel so unbelievably comfortable and in and of myself, I feel truly like me that that intimacy then turns into a place where I can cultivate joy and excitement and wonder and like be a child again and get to be in that, get to have those childlike moments that a lot for me personally, I didn't get to have so much of. Yeah. (laughs) So it has been a very interesting journey with the outdoors. And after explaining these two sorts of things to you, I hope you're kind of getting an under, an understanding or a sense of why I am so excited to cultivate this space for the, the same sort of stories to be shared. I, I want to hear from everybody else, like what their intimate moments were outside or what crazy adventure they went on and had some like weird moment that like everything came together or made sense. I don't want to like speculate on what people feel in the outdoors. I just want to hold the space to share so that we we can grow together with the outdoors, if that makes sense. Because <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, and maybe this is generalized to say this, but I personally feel that this is like a stepping stone or a missing piece that a lot of people don't have. I know that there's lots of people out there who enjoy recreating outside and enjoy being out there and the the feelings that they get, but I don't know that everybody takes a second to stop and and really soak in all of the goodness that the outdoors can provide. And that's that's what I want to spark. I want to spark that curiosity, spark that sense of like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Whoa. There's something here. Because from that, that's where change comes. When you start to have your own personal relationship and own personal value with the outdoors. So when things start to change or you start to hold value and then, you know, hopefully we all start to get on the same page. (laughs) Um, But this isn't about changing everybody's mind. It's just about playing with the idea that the outdoors can be more than just a space to recreate. And that's something else I just want to say, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a politician. I'm just a girl who loves to play outside. And I'm just a human having an experience with the outdoors. Again, my name is Holly Mandrich, and thank you for taking some time to listen today and to get to know me. I have some really exciting interviews lined up, ranging from wildlife photographers and wildland firefighters to politicians and even doctors to simply get everyone's take on their relationship with the outdoors. Thanks for listening and stay tuned.